2: Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence.
1: He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The
2: Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, rush.
1: rush.
2: Now, here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
0: Welcome, my friends, to... Boats Rush Hour here on Martin Luther King Jr. Day in America. If you would like to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC is how you reach us. 800-848-9222. We are going to talk about Dr. King, his legacy today for some moments of course, there is news, there are, there's all sorts of political news out here. There's fanny news, there's news over at the White House. There is news about the budget deal. There is news in New York, more subway death and mayhem. The news just never, ever, ever stops. Today, to oh, before we get to the news of the day, let's get to the sad news of last night. I have been a Dallas Cowboy fan except for the years that, even then I was a fan, but I didn't watch it. Except during the kneeling years when the NFL was completely nutsoid. Not that it's so far removed from it now. This season, for some strange reason, after telling myself I'd probably never watch the NFL again, I started watching a few games and. While not with the passion that I once had, I still enjoyed what little bit of the games that I saw. And I, like many other suckers out there, was very enthused for my team, the Dallas Cowboys. The only team I have ever
1: rooted for football since I was five years old. Now, I make fun of you Giants fans. I make fun of you Jets fans. Today, have at it. Laugh. Laugh yourself silly. You were watching the game. Your teams were watching the game at home
0: just like you were. And Dallas should have been watching
1: the game from home. They would have done better. They... The word humiliation doesn't even come close. The words depressing fail to grasp the situation. I rarely try to go after individual players because what's the point? I will just note that Dak, who I have never said a harsh word about,
0: makes a hundred and sixty million dollars during the course of his contract. I would like to offer I would like to offer
1: Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys a way to save at least an easy one or two hundred million dollars. If they
0: ever find themselves in the playoffs again And that's questionable. But if they do, I would like to suggest to Jerry Jones that he hire me as quarterback. I can stink up the joint worse than Dak ever did and make people forget how humiliating this was and save you money at the same time. I can erase the most embarrassing game in Dallas Cowboy history and at the same time Save you tens of millions of dollars doing it.
1: Somebody, please, should have told them before the game. the The, the term that most people use is "go big or go home," not "lose big at home." M. Embarrassing beyond belief. I don't know whether you've seen the pictures of Buffalo today. If you have not seen the pictures of
0: what is going on at Buffalo Stadium, it is unbelievable. Now, the game is supposed to start there in about a half an hour. I mean, who wants to really watch the Buffalo Bills? I was born in Buffalo. I have many relatives who are diehard Buffalo Bills fans. Too bad. I give them the same grief I give the New York Giants and Jets fans. So they can laugh at me today, too. Ha, ha, ha. We're playing. Even in the snow, we'll
1: do better than Dallas did in their home field. Jerry World. No matter what happens. Oh, by the way, the Packers, one of the Packers coaches taunted the Dallas Cowboys afterwards. What the? Hey. Bisiasio, what his name is. Biakio, something like that. I don't know which.
0: It was a quick one. How about those cowboys after they beat the snot out of
1: them? Yeah, that's classless. But what do you expect? Oh, you know, it was also classless. Peacock. My
0: peacock. The Peacock Network streamed. The Lions game. So if you were a Lions fan in in Detroit or whatever the team was that faced the Lions, I could care less now. The was,
1: LA, LA. Yeah, Rams. whatever.
0: Whoever. <laughs> um, you could see the game in your local market. But everybody else, you had to either you either had to be a member of Peacock or you didn't get a chance to see that game. Now I have had a Peacock account. But I hadn't activated it ever because I didn't really care about Peacock. But yesterday, I activated it because I'm like, oh, after I watch Dallas win, maybe I'll watch the Lions game and just have a football day. After Dallas stunk up the joint, in fact, I didn't see the whole game. I just like, okay, I can't do this to myself.
1: I went out and started cleaning the garage. I'm like, I got to do something to take my mind off of this. Aw. It's all right. It's always Losers? so painful when your team loses, though. I I sympathize with you.
0: Yeah, thank you, because it was ugly.
1: Can't say I relate because the Lions won, but hey.
0: <laughs> Who do they play next?
1: Uh, I think it's between the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Yeah, okay.
0: Enjoy it while you can. I will. <laughs> but that kid on the Green Bay Packers, no kidding, that kid had a perfect quarterback game. He that kid is, and that's the young team. These guys, I'm not a
1: a a Packers fan, but I gotta tell you, wow, 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 stunning, nice. Okay, yes, if you want to beat me up over the Dallas Cowboys, have at it,
0: Michael Loco. In heaven is having to, had the time of his life last night. Probably watched the game, laughing all the way. In fact, I thought I heard his voice, calling the D- Dallas Cowboys the cow. I can't tell you what he used to call them. It's a it's a derogatory name. Cow is the first part of it, and from there it gets profane.
1: But he probably enjoyed himself watching that if you were watching last night. Former Giant. Okay, on this date, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day,
0: your president, my president, the president of these United States of America, Joe Biden, visited a food bank in Philadelphia. I started to say filthy-delphia, but no, I'm trying not to antagonize people. The Eagles are still in the playoffs. Dallas sucks so bad.
1: Uh, President Biden joined they just sucked. President Biden
0: joined volunteers at a food bank in Philadelphia in observance of Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Third consecutive years. He's he's marked a holiday. I say he went there so that he could see firsthand what his economic policies have wrought on the people of this nation. Many of them have to turn to food banks because they can't afford food since he became president and screwed this economy up from where Trump was. There is a, to buttress that claim, there is a story today in newsweek.com. You can find it there. I won't read the story, but it says that Americans can no longer afford their cars. And it talks about the difficulty that Americans are having with record prices for new and used cars. And in this Biden economy, many are finding that the, what was once a staple of the American dream, car ownership is beyond
1: their reach. Robert Kennedy Jr. gave an exclusive interview with
0: Politico. He said in this interview, he touched the topic that the Kennedys don't talk about, and that is the wiretapping of Dr. Martin Luther King during the Civil Rights years by John Kennedy, when his brother, Robert F. Kennedy, was the AG, the Attorney General of the United States. Robert Kennedy Jr. on Sunday defended his family's role in authorizing government surveillance of Martin Luther King Jr., calling it a necessary step amid political tensions in the Civil Rights era. He said that his father, Robert F. Kennedy, who authorized the wiretapping of King as attorney general and President John F. Kennedy, permitted the eavesdropping because they were making big bets on King, particularly in organizing the March on Washington. They were betting not only for the civil rights movement, but for their own careers. And they knew that Hoover, Herbert Hoover, was out to ruin King. He said that the Kennedy administration had a legitimate reason to go along with Hoover's determination to put King under surveillance. There was a good reason for them doing that at the time, because J. Edgar Hoover was out to destroy Martin Luther King and the Civil Rights Movement, and Hoover said to them that Martin Luther King's chief was a communist. My father gave permission to Hoover to wiretap them so he could prove that his suspicions about King were either right or wrong. I think politically they had to do it. Now, there are a few people that are saying it's not wise for Robert Kennedy to be talking about this. I want to commend Robert Kennedy Jr. Hallelujah, somebody unafraid to actually talk about his family's history. I may not agree with everything, I think this was pretty despicable, but the position that Robert Kennedy is taking is that look, They were betting big on this march in Washington. They wanted to support the civil rights movement. And by the way, they knew what a rogue J. Edgar Hoover was. It still stuns me to this day that we have a building in this country named after that criminal. So I want to commend Robert Kennedy Jr. for actually taking the bull by the horns here and
1: talking about it. And trying to put his stamp on that bit of family history. That was a pretty brave thing to do. And Robert Kennedy Jr.
0: is showing that he has political guts and he's not going to shy
1: away from th- even the uncomfortable things. Also today in political.
0: There's an article by a woman named Shelly Cashin. She is an unabashed leftist. Martin Luther King Jr. was a radical, is her article. I commend it to your reading attention, those of you who are and want to be well-read. I'm going to tell you again before you even get started, she's a leftist. She graduated summa cum laude from Vanderbilt. She got her master's at St. Catherine's College, Oxford, as a Marshall Scholar. And then she went to Harvard Law School. She worked for the Clinton White House. She
1: clerked for Supreme Court Justice Thurgood Marshall and Abner Mikva. This woman now is a professor at law at Georgetown. She's a leftist, an unabashed
0: leftist. However, Her article goes into things that we do not normally hear about Dr. King, and that is his opposition to the war in Vietnam. She says his opposition to unfettered capitalism, or she uses the word unrestrained. I'm saying unfettered. She talks about him and tells us what he would have said about Gaza and Israel. I think that's dangerous territory. Talking about what anybody would have said after they have died, but she goes ahead and does it anyway. She talked about the radical departure that he made when he talked about Vietnam, and he talked about the peasants' point of view, about how we, America, destroyed the, the land and the crops and the, we were using Agent Orange. He talked. Dr. King talked about that. He talks about the number of Vietnamese peasants living under the, the the curse of that war,
1: and castigated the unconscionable scale of it. And he and he talked, she says, from the deepest Christian teachings that animated his life
0: on the amount of money that was spent on military defense rather than on
1: programs of social uplift. You know, that's the old plow versus plowshare argument. He was very aware that articulating his empathy
0: for the peasants of Vietnam and their aspiration, he risked being cast as a communist sympathizer and therefore undermining the domestic cause of civil rights. But he deflected this criticism by doubling down on most American of ideals. Our best hope for fighting communism, he insisted, was to rekindle the American revolutionary spirit. Our failure to make democracy real and follow through on the revolution we initiated created a vacuum for the rise of communism, King the Radical argued, and we must boldly challenge the status quo. Now, there is a lot in this article that I disagree with, but I'm telling you something. Miss Cheryl Cashin, avid leftist, this is one opinion piece worth reading. Her name is Cheryl Cashin, S-H-E-R-Y-L-L-C-A-S-H-I-N, Cheryl Cashin. The story is in Politico today. It is, some of it will, if you are, some of it might infuriate you, but I still think if you want to really be well-read and ponder things, this is an article worth pondering. ELO. Birthday today, Melvin Gale. Cello, the cellist, with Electric Alight Orchestra. 1979, of course, Don't Bring Me Down. 26 top 40 hits, ELO. 50 million records sold during their career. Happy birthday, Melvin Gale. Sharing your birthday with Dr. King.
1: on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads.
2: Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
0: 1961. On this day, the Supremes signed a recording contract. They were the Primettes. They signed a contract with Motown, became the Supremes. They became the most commercially successful Motown act to date. Twelve number one singles during their career on Billboard's Hot 100, including this one. And on this date, Bill Collins goes number one with this, and this was his first number one in the charts. My, my mama said you can't help love. No, you just have to wait. She said I'm gonna come easy. But well, it's a game I've gonna
3: take. You can't help me No, you just have
0: to wait. Just trust in the girl. First track on his album to C D. Now that's what I call music. Supremes and Phil Collins here on WABC as we celebrate Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s holiday in America. Al Sharpton has raised his hand, and he says that uh, he was at the Mayflower Hotel in Washington. Yeah, that one's right across the street from 1717 to Sal, Place. I spent many a night in the Washington Mayflower Hotel. Uh, used to, yeah, I've been there a lot. We can't act like this is a holiday and a day off. This is a day on, said Al Sharpton, Uh, pointing to the ongoing battles over voting rights. Affirmative action. Reproductive rights. Okay, let's take that apart for a minute. Dr. King never professed a belief in genocide in the womb, abortion, abortion. And yet, Doctor, yet Al Sharpton's trying to say that that's something that she should be continued in his name. Doctor King never advocated for affirmative action. Never, in fact, he advocated for the exact opposite, which is to m- do your way in life by merit, not by identity politics. You remember that old phrase. You've heard it a gazillion times, the content of your character, not the color of your skin. Affirmative action is the antithesis to that. It is the color of your skin over your merit. Dr. King
1: never advocated for affirmative action. Voting rights, yes, but they got that
0: as part of the civil rights package that the Republicans pushed through in 1964 over the Democrat Party objections. So Al Sharpton, please. I mean, anyway, it's Al Sharpton. I don't even, I I try not to attack personalities. I don't want to ruin my day by talking about Al Sharpton too much and his whatever, however he tries to terminize what his view... view. The White House got swatted today. Somebody called in a prank call, said there was a fire at the White House. EMS, dispatched vehicles, all of this stuff, fire trucks, everything. It was a swat call. And by the way, the White House was overrun over the weekend. Don't know whether you saw that. A bunch of pro-Hamas protesters actually caused the White House staff to be evacuated. They were having a riot outside of the White House, attempting to break in. They have not
1: gotten the January 6th treatment. It is barely mentioned. Now, you
0: know this is Don McLean. American Pie, I did an interview with him on Boston and Rush Hour. We have it in the archives. Well, today it started his four-week run at number one on the singles charts. Of course, the song recounts the quote-unquote day music died, the 1959 plane crash kills Bali, uh, Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, the Big Bopper, and the aftermath.
3: I couldn't take one
1: more step.
0: American Pie on WABC. As we celebrate Dr. King's birthday, eight hundred eight four eight WABC. We're gonna take your call soon, but I have some other news got to do. We got to catch up on Fanny's Fanny, and we will talk about Fanny's Fanny and all that's going on with Fanny's Fanny. Wonder today, things are getting hot. So I wonder who's fanning Fanny's Fanny. Because her butt's in the hot seat. So somebody needs to fan Fanny's Fanny. Coming back momentarily. Stay with us right here on WABC. And that Fanny. Come on, baby, put that Fanny out there and fan it. Fan Fanny's Fanny. you <clears throat>
1: Rush! It's the Rush Hour with Bo
2: Snertley on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
0: It's, it's Fanny time.
1: time.
0: Now, America's small caffeinated mom is warning me that I am fanning the flame by suggesting that we somebody's better be fanning Fanny's Fanny. Because Fanny's Fanny, that Fanny is in the hot seat, baby. All right. Now dig this. Here's the latest news about Fanny's Fanny. Fanny came out over the weekend and said, you know, all this business about about me boinking that that and being a man stealer, stealing that woman's husband and going around the country letting him tap the fanny, is racist. Y'all are racist. She never disputed, by the way, the allegations. She never said, nope, we're not boinking. We're not on a cross-world boinking tour together. No, I didn't pay him $675,000 so far while I'm boinking him all across the world and every continent that we can get to. She never denied any. All she said was, Oh come on I'm a black woman and how dare you this is racism you black women aren't perfect you expect me to be pa- not de- pa- that race card race card what do you expect this is the democrats only thing race card but today we learn my friends there's there's no new news about the fanny 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 Offered a top Rico expert a lower hourly rate than she gave her alleged lover, who has no Rico experience. That's right. The guy that's supposedly blinking Fanny's fanny is paid more. With no experience this is what you call affirmative action by the way this is a classic case of affirmative action this guy's not an expert he gets the gig because he has apparently other skills
1: Mm-mm.
0: Mm-mm. knows how to fan that fanny uh but knows yeah know just what to do with that fanny. Bring that fanny over here, baby. Come on, let's rock it. Let's sock it. That's what Marvin says. Marvin says at the end of one of his records, I know just what to do with it. <laughs> he does. Soon I'll be loving you again. At the end, he says, hey, I know what to do with it. I bring the. He said, I got the ultimate love. I know just what to do with it. Well apparently Fanny's boyfriend knows exactly what to do with that Fanny. Cause he is getting paid big time. And she offered an expert in Rico less money than her alleged boyfriend. Now I already told you she played the race card. You can find that story everywhere. It broke yesterday. She says she and the top prosecutor whose name she didn't mention the alleged boyfriend, the Fannie Man, she said she and Fannie Man are being targeted because they're black. Oh, no. Find that story all over the place yesterday. And Obama today ex-attorney, a Georgia DA, Fannie Willis, should resign from the Trump case over improper relationship that is what former U.S. Attorney Michael Moore said if the allegations of an improper romantic relationship between Willis and Wade are true, they are an unforced error that would challenge the integrity of the case. So if he's fanning Fanny's Fanny, he needs to go, she needs to go. This is an Obama-appointed former U.S attorney there's your fanny update people aren't what is america that's what is this she's wrong people aren't fans of fannies that stray they don't care what color the fannies are seriously you're right, right on when it comes to fannies there's no color barrier baby fannies are, let me stop right there <laughs> i knew where i was going <laughs> <laughs> Headed into dangerous territory over here. <laughs> and taint going there. We ain't we taint gonna talk about taint. The, the taint and the fannies. We're stopping right now. We're stopping right now. <laughs> right now. Let's take some calls and move away from fanny the fanny. Let's go to Sandra in New Jersey. Sandra, welcome. You're on both Early's Rush Hour on WABC.
3: Oh, hi, James. Hope you're feeling good. Um, you know, on Martin Luther King, I want to first say that I think we all know the old saying, "Love conquers all." Now, you know, my mother passed away three years ago, and when we emptied out her house, in her bathroom, on the mirror on the side, she has a picture of Martin Luther King, and next to it, he says, "Love is the only free." force of you know, love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. So when my mother passed away, I took that and it's now in my car on my dashboard for everyone to see whoever happens to come near my car. Now, um, I feel that Trump thinks that way in his own little way, how he always talks about, you know, uh, Putin and, and, and the rocket man and all those people. He likes to keep them like friends, you know, so I kind of tied that in a little bit. But this man really believed in, in, in loving everyone, and, and I, I wanted you to share that.
0: I am so happy you did. Sharing talk about love and Dr. King is always welcome. He was a man of faith. And just look, there are not many men that would stand up in the face of the beatings that people took in the civil rights movement. And still insist on a nonviolent reaction. There were voices even then—the voices of people that many of us that came through that era admired. Voices like Malcolm X and others. You know, who we at the time—I we remember, this was amazing because we did live through these competing voices, and we would cheer Dr. King and we would cheer Malcolm X. We would cheer anyone that was on the side of freedom and liberty. But there's no question if you read through Dr. King's writings, and I have not read all of them, I have a book that I, I have still yet to go through, most of the book with Dr. King's writing. I've read some of it, and profound. Profound. And he was about this deep belief in his Christian faith, this deep respect, deep respect for America and for the vision put forth in the Constitution and the pillars of our society that the left is trying to tear down now. Dr. King respected them and said America needs to live up to them. Don't destroy them. Bring America up to its finest ideals. Dr. King, profound thinker. Let's go to Frank in Staten Island. You're on WABC. Oh, We're in Frank in New York. Hi, Bill Bar Hi, how are you doing, Frank?
2: Good, buddy. Uh, can I start out with an anecdote to answer Miss Caston?
0: Um, go right ahead.
2: The uh, since 1965, uh, the American uh, taxpayer has paid into the government and they've spent twenty seven trillion dollars on great society programs. And today we see the result of that expenditure. Black people Mm -hmm. in in my city is 70 percent black, black people in my city. For the most part. Have been left behind with all these great society programs. I see Amen. guys I went to high school with now struggling in the streets to try to Amen. figure out their lives. Amen. And if I could say if I could say one other thing, now that we yes. spent all that money on that sewer in Washington, one of the sewer rats was on TV uh, the other day and Bill Barr, the former attorney general. And he gave mm-hmm. a litany of all of the reasons why Joe Biden should have never been in office and what we're putting up with now because he is in office. And then at the end of it, he throws a sideways insult by saying, that's why you get a Donald Trump. This is a man who served the president of the United States. He had the honor to be the attorney general of the United States under a great president, a great man. And that's the way you speak about him, as he's an afterthought as to what's wrong with America, that we would turn to a Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the savior for this country. Everybody, wake up to it. I don't. Let me just what, wait, 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 are. wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Let me just stop you right there. Donald Trump may be instrumental in saving America. If there is going to be a savior of America, it will be in the God that we trust. It is not going to be in any man we are beyond the hope of man right now that in order to save this nation there has to be divine will at work and I, that's the only thing i'll take issue with with what you said frank i love your call thank you so much for joining us here on doctor king's day on wabc let's go to frank in staten island how are you frank
2: hello good afternoon
0: Good afternoon.
2: Hi. Okay. Good. Um, Yeah. Since it is Martin Luther King Day, and and you are African American, I want to ask you about Paul Robeson. What you What do you think of Paul Robeson? Now, I know that he's like a darling of the left for for whatever reason. he, He was unhappy with America, whatever. But he was an an amazing singer, a very good actor. You know, in The Emperor Jones, he was an All American. You know, football All American. He was an amazing man, but he gets accused of being a communist. I'm not sure if he really was a communist, or maybe he was what they call a fellow traveler. Uh, I know on WBAI they they love to talk about him as this great. Uh, but I, okay, I, I so think-
0: since I'm a black guy, I have to take the litmus test. This is like what you this is what you guys do. If you're a black guy, I got to sign on whether he's a good black or a not good black. I don't ask white guys because you're a white guy. Why don't you sign on and tell me? what white guys you approve of and what white guys you don't. But guess what? I'm going to play your game here. And I'm not trying to castigate you, by the way. I love your call, and, and I don't want you to think I'm attacking you personally. I'm just pointing out to you that black people get hit with this crap all the time. Oh, you're black, and you're Let's weigh in. Tell me what you think about this black and that black. And tell me what you think about this black. Is that black a good black, or is he one of those other blacks? I'll tell you what I think about Paul Robeson. I love Paul Robeson, and I knew his bio. I stayed at Paul Robeson's house in L.A. after Stevie bought it. I had a friend that stayed in there, and he invited me out. And Stevie had bought the house that Paul Robeson owned in L.A. after he, of course, was had to leave the country. And I, I felt like history, staying in the house that Paul Robeson had bought. And was Paul Robeson sympathetic to communism? Yes, he was. And so, let me tell you my attitude about that. I could give a. Sh- a um, I don't care. Paul Robeson was in an America that hated him, that discriminated against him, that treated him like garbage. And his despite his many accomplishments, this is the same thing that happened in South Africa. You had all these people talking about Nelson Mandela and blah, blah, blah. Oh, they're sympathetic to communists. Guess what? All, you, all these people that like freedom and liberty and all that stuff told Nelson Mandela to kiss their behind. They weren't going to help him. They were going to support the forces of oppression. And so you had a few commies come around and say, hey, we, we want to help you. When you're in a fight for your life, you take the hand that's given you to help pull you out. And if that hand happens to be a commie hand because your freedom-loving friends are up on their high moral horse and don't want to have anything to do with you for whatever reason, whether it's race or whatever reason, I'm not going to be mad at you because you're trying to save your own life and trying to save the life of your people and your children. Why would I ever be mad at you for that? I love Paul Robeson, American hero. And had he been treated with the respect that every American has as a birthright, we wouldn't even be talking about communism and Robeson in the same breath. But he wasn't. So I don't know whether that makes me a good black or bad black now. And I don't care. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdley. Now, Mr. Mike has weighed in. On the RFK thing. I love this. Mr. Mike says if you do, you get. Ro- yeah, you say Robert Kennedy will speak truth to power? He'll talk about his uncle in the wiretaps? Let's talk to RFK about Uncle Teddy and Chappaquiddick. WABC Talk Radio 77. I'm going to check in, get some traffic news. Coming back, more of your calls on Boats and Rush Hour.
1: This is The
2: Rush Hour with those Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
0: You're black. What do you think about this sweet home Alabama thing? Well, it's the birthday of Ronnie Van Zandt today, and I love Leonard Skinner. You're black. What do you think about Dak? What do you think about Dak hundred sixty eight million dollars I could do that for five bucks no I can't no I can't throw for three hundred yards but I can lose you're black what do you think about the way can? you're a Nineteen. Nineteen. Oh, yeah, you know, it's also the birthday. I want to wish a special birthday, too, to uh, Lisa, to my girl. Lisa, yeah, come on, man, from Lisa, Lisa, Cult Jam. We talked with her, Lisa Velez, and Lisa was so nice and so awesome. And we love you, Lisa Velez, New York girl. Our New York girl from Lisa, Lisa, Cult Jam, birthday today. She's just amazing personality. We love you, Lisa Valdez. Happy birthday! Heading back to the telephones.
2: James Golden, aka Bo Snirly, presents Rapid
0: Phones. Let's start in New York, Russ. You're on Rapid Phones. By the way, guys, remember that beautiful phone screener that I keep telling you about. I'm not giving her name. She is like the most beautiful and intelligent. She's working today. Don't stalk her. I'm just saying. Beauty and brains are in the house. And I'm not the brains. Love you. Okay, Russ, you're up.
4: And she's the most professional screener I've heard on at W.A.B.C. in a long time. I'd like to thank Sandra for helping me connect Trump to Martin Luther King, because Trump is a disruptive, nonviolent force in this country. And, you know, he got rid of the neocons and the neolibs. And even though he does violent things, sometimes he really wants a nonviolent outcome. But I want to ask you about disruptive- what violent
0: things has Trump done?
4: Well, I mean, it's allegedly he killed that general. And listen, when you're president. Oh,
0: please.
4: Well, president, you have to do sometimes violent things. And listen, Martin Luther King was a follower of Gandhi, and Gandhi said, we use nonviolence because if we use violence, they'd wipe us out. And I think that's Martin Luther King's opinion, too. And there was a Playboy article where they said he had an opinion about Malcolm X, and the Playboy article lied about what Martin Luther King said about Malcolm X. Martin Luther King was talking about the, the nation of Islam, and they slurred Martin Luther King Playboy was a horrible magazine but let me let me go quickly to the
1: Pictures
0: sir, were nice
4: I'm sorry Anyway, Sirhan, the, Sirhan, the the
0: pictures were nice Sirhan Sirhan what about him
4: I'm sorry um, you know, in '68, RFK was allegedly assassinated because he said if elected, he'd send 50 F-16s to Israel, and that's what Sirhan Sirhan said. He was shooting RFK in self-defense and in defense of his family in Palestine. Now, they just recommended the parole bar to release Sirhan Sirhan after 53 years, and certainly political violence is the opposite of of civil disobedience, but... Newsom blocked
0: it. Alright, time's it, running out. This is not a filibuster. You, this is rapid phones. Do you
1: think he should no. have been
0: released? No, no, That's it. No, I don't. Never. Oh, shoot. I wanted to get more calls. Tom wanted to know what would the world be like if Martin Luther King were alive. I have no idea. Jerry says Willis trial should be dismissed. Absolutely. Jasons, why don't Dems speak more about Martin Luther King because they don't believe in anything he says. That's why. They're the complete opposite of what Dr. King talked about. Eddie had a story about music teacher's words after Dr. King's speech. Eddie, call us back with that because I want to hear it. Stevie Wonder will take us out today honoring Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Teresa wants to know, is this what the steroids do to me? Possibly. And I like it. And I'm hungry now. Just kidding. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, may God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved ones. Love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. God willing, we are back tomorrow for the Tuesday edition of Boast and Early Thresh Hour. And on Wednesday, Princess Di will make a royal appearance with us as well. Happy birthday, Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., God bless you and all you have done for the world through eternity. Amen.